episode 203, Holiday Train Spotting. This is the Ericast for the week of December 30, 2012. From Ericast.com. Welcome to the Ericast. Okay, I'll admit, I'm living in a sort of strange temporal limbo here because. As you're noticing from when this hits the feed, this is well into January. It's the evening of January 3rd. But, in keeping with our standard week numbering schema, this is the last episode of 2012. So it sort of bridges that gap. But that's okay, because we're going to go all the way back to a pre-Christmas thing. It's just all messed up, and we'll start anew next week with the 2013 episodes which I think I might call 2013. But anyway, I'm your host, Eric Larson, 206-339-3742, the listener feedback line, to uh, comment on this episode, such as it is, or any other episode. And I want to... Okay, for years I've been wanting to do this episode. And I can't do this episode, so I'm going to do the next best thing. And knowing how things are kind of quirky when they line up, then it will probably work out that we can actually do the episode I want to do, but probably not. So this is probably as good as you're going to get. And here's the deal. The announcer voice of the Ericast. You know the female voice is Joanne, former colleague and co-worker, long story there, wonderful human being, but even prior to Joanne voicing the female parts of the Ericast voiceover work, you hear Matthew Goodell, who, like, you know, welcome to the Ericast. That that voice, that's that's Matthew. Okay. He was also a colleague and co-worker who is, assuming he's alive and well, and the problem is I can't track him down. That whole thing of, like, the emails kind of disappear into the ether. Uh, they don't bounce, but not returned. He's on Facebook, doesn't reply. I'm trying not to take this personally, so here's the public plea of, you know, Matt, if you're out there, please! You don't have to do this episode that I keep pestering you to do. I just want to know that you're alive. So what episode am I pestering him to do? Well, we've got to step our way backwards just a little bit. So I met Matt um, when we were both undergrads. Um, and Matt was like this you know, older, worldly, wiser guy, because he was like three or four years older than I was. I don't remember what. Um, maybe four or five, I don't know. But he, I met him in uh, the intro comm class for video editing and you know here's this guy and that's fine and then we all did our little you know video pieces on whatever and I forget what his topic was you know financial aid or something with some sort of partner and all of a sudden here's this voiceover the university's financial aid program and we're all sitting in class listening to to these who is that who did who did that voice because Matt himself is 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 just this really casual unassuming guy and it turns out that it was Matt. Well, what's the story? Well, come to find out that prior to to the undergrad experience that we were sharing together, Matt actually had a full and complete life. And one element of that life is he was a DJ at a top 40 station in a, a small Minnesota market. Which it's like what? 
Yeah. Um, so he was some intern, and they said, "Hey, we'll put you on here. Have you thought of what your um, what your handle DJ name is or whatever?" Like, I no, I didn't know you were going to throw me on air. And whoever was there DJing is like, "Yeah, yeah, sure." Here. So, middle name was Allen. So Matt was Matthew Allen in whatever the top forty station was out of Wilmer, Minnesota. Seeing if I if I were able to get a hold of Matt, I'd ask, hey, is it okay if I tell the story? But I can't, so I'm just going to tell the story. So, there you go. Sorry, Matt. Okay. So, and I've, I've mentioned this over the years. You remember the, the Warner Brothers cartoon where you've got, like, the little yippy dog that's kind of bouncing around the bulldog, and you're like, you know, hey, boss, hey, can we do that? Hey, hey, how about this? Hey, hey, whatever. Um, and the bulldog just, you know, slaps him across the face and says, shut up! You know that one? That was kind of me and Matt, except for the face slapping shut up part. I always felt that way. I just, I, I could not help but be sort of giddy puppy dog-ish. So maybe that's why I just said, okay, Eric's just a little bit too hyper about this stuff. Maybe we should back off. I don't know. But I just thought it was so cool. And that whole, yes, I know that, you know, real life, etc. And, and that's just one thing. Move on. But I just thought it was kind of neat. Later became our exchange email administrator, and you know, we worked together in computing, and it, you know, it was um, real cool. I miss Matt. Good guy. So, Matt, if you are listening, please get a hold of me. And one way that you or he or anybody else could do this is by calling 206-339-3742. I'll just sneak that in. Okay. So, one of the stories that he would tell, and it really was the, like, you know, sit at his feet, you know, oh, Uncle Matt, will you tell us another story of your radio days? I mean, it wasn't quite, it, it, in hindsight, it kind of felt that way. But he talked about the Santa train that would come through because uh, Western Minnesota, you know, the train track is kind of the main. Um, it's it's a it's a big community element. You know, the little small towns kind of grew up around the train tracks. You've got a main highway and a, and a main train track, and that's sort of you know that's that's a big part of of life. Um, flat as a pancake out there, um, except for places where it's not. But you know, it's 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 pretty flat and just got these trains that run and it's that's sort of the small town community life so he talked about how his station sponsored the Santa train and I don't know which uh, railroad it was with or whatever um, some major railroad and the way that it that it worked they've got the one main line that runs through there so starting from you know one side to the other they set these times, you know, we'll be in Wilmer at such and such, and, you know, whatever town at this other time, and whatever. And they would stop the train outside of town, you know, three, four miles out of town, whatever, pick up a local Santa. So the, 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 the deal with the town is you've got to provide a Santa. You know, find a Santa in a suit or whatever. The train will come through at this time. You'll meet, meet the train. You'll get on board as Santa. Then the train pulls into town. You know, woo! And then here's Santa. Yay! And then Santa gets off, spends you know, t- you know, time with the kids or hangs out with the kids, and off the train goes out to the next town. Stops just shy of the town. Get the next Santa on. Pull into the town. Santa gets off. And you just kind of repeat the process. And I thought, that is brilliant oh that would be so cool and it was this big you know you know let's talk it up and big promotional thing or whatever 
and then he'd tell the stories of like well and so, depending on which town it was or who drew the straw to play Santa that year or who they got you know Santa would be in various states of sobriety or whatever I, it just it was it was sure to be an interesting experience but that's that's what they did okay so in early December probably sometime in November I start thinking okay it's my time to pester Matt and see if I can find Matt and see if I can get him on the podcast and we'll do like a Skype interview or something and we'll talk about the Santa train. No luck. So then I started thinking, well, what else can I talk about regarding the Santa train? So then I started Googling. I like Google a lot. So I started Googling. And it turns out uh, that the Canadian Pacific Railway sponsors what they call the holiday train. It's not Santa anymore because you've got to be a little bit more you know, culturally broad than just Santa, I guess. Or maybe they don't want to mess with the whole Santa thing because you know, picking up your drunk Santa or whatever, that could be a problem. So they have the holiday train, which has apparently been going on for quite a few years, I guess. It's not, not a newfangled thing. And what they do is they have these stops, like three a night or whatever, and they have a boxcar that is uh, outfitted for a band. And there's a big um, you know, panel on the side that's you know, hinged that drops, drops down. Um, and so the train pulls into town, and the side drops down, and they have a musical band. So there are obviously, you know, there's a locally sponsored stuff, you know, here's your free hot cocoa or this or that. Um, and the train does its stop. And in this case out here, um, for your local listeners, you'll recognize the landmarks. Um, it was in Hastings at 4.30, Cottage Grove at 6, and then uh, the Minneapolis Rail Yard at 8.45. Well, I had seen somewhere it was 8. That comes into the story someplace. But I, th- I think I've got the timing. Yeah, it was, yeah, that's pretty much it. And I decided, well, this sounds really Cool. It was. Uh, it's on the Facebook feed, uh, so you probably saw the photos and stuff from the girls. I think it was like December, early December, December 11th or 8th or 10th or something like that. So we went out there, uh, got that old schedule. I figured Cottage Grove, which is only a you know in rush hour traffic, it's only a half hour drive from here in Egan. Um, so we uh, kind of scoped it out with like the the Google Maps, figuring out where to park. Came in, um, parked at a uh, commuter park and ride. And the, the railroad track runs right there, so we climbed up on a snowbank, and right at the appointed time, the train came rolling in. Um, and it's a it's a locomotive with like eight boxcars or you know various cars, um, three passenger cars. Um, don't know where the passengers came from. I'm assuming they're employees or something. Um, we'll get back to that in a minute. Fully decked out in lights, so they trim all of them. Uh, each car with like uh you know out they outline the car in decorative packages or christmas trees or whatever they have like a jumping reindeer thing where they have four separate images that turn on and off in sequence so it looks like the reindeer is jumping across the cars that was really cool um and they had the band and stuff um turns out that the the girls particularly chloe really liked the band i I thought that was just gonna be kind of like eh, whatever but that was that was their key winning feature so I decided, uh, we did the Cottage Grove thing, super cool. Left a little bit early because with my trusty GPS and car compass and stuff, I did the little mapping thing and said, oh, if I can get to this little corner street next to the refinery, 
we'll be able to see the train leave town. Well, I got there, but in the pitch dark driving around a refinery, it's pretty easy to get turned around. So I ended up going the wrong direction, realized this is the wrong direction, turned around, got almost back to where we were, right by the track, which turned out that was the track that we wanted, um, but just missed it. It just went by, so we caught just the tail end of it. Um, moving pretty fast. It turns out I've got a friend that uh, that works for the Canadian Pacific Rail Line. I, I knew he worked in trains. I didn't know that's the particular place he worked. And he said, yeah, they, they move at about 50 miles an hour. So that's kind of one of those, um, if you don't see it when you're there, this is not a slow, lingering, oh, let's catch up. Uh, but anyway, so it's like, oh, so near and yet so far. And that was cool, but kind of missed it. So, well, it's going up to Minneapolis. And yeah, it's a school day tomorrow, but yeah, you only live once, right? So... The girls weren't entirely keen on this, but pretty keen on this. Uh, we decided to go up. I forget, temperature-wise, I don't know, it was like 10 or 15 degrees, something like that. Uh, and we went up to the Minneapolis rail yard and waited. And waited and waited and waited. Because it turns out that it wasn't the 8 o'clock time that we were trying to hit. It was 8.45. So we hit like an extra 45 minutes to kill. But super fun experience. And someone commented on Facebook, oh, you got to tell us about these things ahead of time. Well, to be honest, I wasn't so sure it was going to be a super fun experience. And so I'm not too keen on saying, hey, we're going off and doing this thing, but it might be miserable. Come join us. I, yeah, I don't really want to do that. But now that I know that it's a super fun experience, got to do it again. Got to do it again. But you don't have to take my word for it. So we are going to close out the podcast by, I don't, I don't know if it's violating what you know, Bill Cosby, Art, Link, Art Linkletter said, basically very, very wise interviewers, far more skilled than I, have long warned about, or perhaps against, interviewing kids. But why let that stop us here on the Aircast? So, with that, earlier tonight, I decided to invite Candela and Chloe down to the Aircast studio. Okay, ladies, welcome to the Aircast studio, and I want your opinions on the holiday train experience. So I love the jumping reindeer where it blinked the lights, so it looked like the reindeer jumping okay. across the train. And Chloe, what was your favorite part? Um, the music. The music. Tell me about the music. It was live. Okay, like just like, like there were live people. What were they doing? What were they playing? Live people singing and playing in the train. Okay. How how are they in how are they in the train? They're standing on a platform and that lowered and there were like fog machines and everything. And there was live music and they have like the drums and the guitar and everything. And, and Chloe what, of of all of those instruments, what was your favorite instrument? Um probably the drum. Okay. And why'd you like the drums? Cuz you can really um feel the rhythm. 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 Yep. Rhythm. Yeah. Let's you want to edit that out? No, I can't. It's part of your charm of not being able to say rhythm. 
Because <laughs> we rarely edit here in the Aircast. So let's let's do a brief recap of like the entire experience. Briefly. Because you guys have to get to bed. But wh- where was the first place we went? What was the first thing we did? We went on about an hour drive up to chase the train. And we saw a train. And then I suggested suggested leaving a little bit early to escape the traffic. Then um, Dad felt sad about not seeing the full thing, so we chased the train up to another place. Right. And we were about yeah. half an hour early, so we were standing there really super cold, but we went on a horse-drawn carriage, and it was really fun. And it was... When we got back, we were kind of crappy and cold. And... But it was fun seeing the holiday train, and we got some blinky blinky things and stuff, so it was fun. Yeah, Chloe, talk about the blinky things that we got in Cottage Grove. Remember those? Yeah, but I know how to describe them. Okay. Well, um, how would we describe them? One that blink. Yeah, one that blink. That's a good way of describing them. Do you remember what they were made out of? Phone. Phone. Yeah, and they're the um, Anchor Bank. I, I'm surprised you remember the brand. So, there you go. Thanks. And they were free. Yes, and they were free. So, thank you to Anchor Bank for providing the funding for the free foam wands. But, um, did and they have button, and like some of them turned off, and then we were like, where's it turned on? Oh, there's the on button. Did and, they, they would, and they had like 13 settings. Did they blink just one color? And, yeah, they had, like, 13 things. They would blink all sorts of different colors. Okay. There were multicolored things. There was a changing color setting. There was, like, just plain old red or plain old green or whatever. So it was really cool. Yeah. Okay. Chloe, any other final words? Any other favorite stuff? The lights. The lights? Yeah. Yeah, talk about the lights. Candela mentioned the blinking reindeer. Say a little bit more about the lights on the train. Music playing too. Yeah, music, yeah. Um, Do you remember any other of the train cars? To, well, when well, we. I'm s- on the. Um, oh, oh, like the frame lights? Yeah, I'm the frame. The frame light were blinking. Okay. <laughs> and you remember any of the other decorations on the train? We had the jumping reindeer. That was the most noteworthy one, but... I remember it the most. I remember there were several cars, probably eight train cars. Mm-hmm. Yep, and they were all lit up, um, including some cars with people, like actual real like human yes, beings. Yes, there were them. people riding in the train. Yeah, I kind of wonder how they got to ride in the train. That'd be pretty special. Or hmm. maybe um, they're just random volunteers that volunteered to ride Sit in the train. train. Maybe. Right. I said, hey, I'd love to ride that train, and then they probably paid a little bit huh. for huh. for for like fifty bucks per person or something. I bet there's a story there. We'll probably That's a little bit out. compared to um what you're doing. Yeah, we'll have to find out from from the Canadian Pacific folks how how you get to ride on the train. Maybe so. someday we'll ride the train. Ooh. So Chloe, should we go back next year to see the train? Nodding but doesn't doesn't work on a podcast. You have to either say yes or no. Yes. Yes. But we, go we, back should next year? Bring, we should wear snow pants and fluffy socks. Yes. Wear warm clothes. Because it's super cold. Like freeze your toes cold. 
Now, I do have to admit, they, um, what was hinted at there? Yes, the full depth of cold misery. The, by the, by the time we left the Minneapolis rail yard, and it was around 9.15 or so, they, and I, uh, I just, I feel so bad, because <laughs> they were, they were good. They were good. I mean, Chloe's only six, so here's this thing of, okay, I'm happy to see this, and I'd like to see more, but my toes hurt so much. The girls were in tears, because it's like, okay, I just, I can't stand in the cold any longer, and I wish I could stay, but I can't stand out in the cold any longer. So we had to leave early. I never knew Chloe was such a big fan of, uh, bands and, and bass and rhythm, and, and she's, uh, I, Need to get her a drum set for Christmas or something. Yeah, no parent gets their kid a drum set. I, yeah, that's that's just asking for it. Anyway, so it's a blast. That is our holiday train story. Can't wait till next year to see it again. Though again, it's like yeah, we're going to enjoy the remaining, you know, three hundred and forty days until give or take. Um, until it happens, we're just going to, you know, we're going to enjoy the seasons as they come. So we are not going to be in a hurry to see Christmas 2013 because we've got a whole lot between now and then. And speaking of, I guess we're going to keep going with the Aircast. So uh, there are a whole lot of Aircasts coming up in 2013. I hope, God willing, and the Crick don't rise. Because if the Crick were to rise, the basement studio of the Aircast would flood. But there's no crick here, so I guess we're okay. Uh, 206-339-3742, listener feedback line. Please share your thoughts, feelings, comments, whatever. Um, inspirational sayings, pithy quotes, etc. Whatever you want. Uh, Matt, thanks for the call. See, I don't have to play every call, right? Right? It happens. Uh, there might even be calls that I'm not thanking people for. You never know. So yours could be one of those, too. Hmm. Uh, join in 206-339-3742 and until next week take care thanks for listening to the Ericast from Ericast.com visit us at www.ericast.com